Hello, 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 and welcome to episode 7. I'm your host, MJ, and I'm happy to report that I am no longer as nervous before recording an episode. I'm getting into the groove of this, finally. Now, on today's episode, I am joined by Amina Abdul, a visionary, a pioneer in her own rights, the founder of Modern the Modest Fashion Brand and Modern Photography Studio. We discuss how to implement business ideas, patience in business, and the impact of social media on entrepreneurial culture. I will link all her social media, so be sure to check her out for business development tips. I hope you enjoy the episode. So starting anything new can be scary, and most of the times that's what holds people back. Today's guest is no stranger to starting over. Welcome to the show, Amina. I'd like to introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Amina, Amina Abdul, and I'm happy to be here. (laughs) What is it you do, Amina? I'm a businesswoman, an entrepreneur, Mm -hmm. and I mostly do my businesses online, although we have physical locations. So we have two businesses, two main businesses. The other one is relatively new. One Mm -hmm. is a modest clothing brand where we sell, as I said, modest clothing for any woman who wants to dress modestly. And the other one is a photography studio. And by the photography studio, it's probably one most of you have seen because everybody who's anybody has been there (laughs) at this point. (laughs) So give us a little background into your businesses, the thought process behind it, and the work that went into building the businesses. Um, I'd start with Modern, because that's the, that's the one I started with, at, I think 2016, late or early 2017. And that came about because I was doing a fashion blog at the time. I don't know if anyone even remembers that. And I used to do a lot of thrifting, and if I wanted clothes, I'd go to Isli and just make my own kind of design and mm-hmm. I'd find fabric, I'd find a tailor, yeah, just make my own dress because I didn't get a lot of what I wanted in Nairobi, like in the shops where you go to. Mm-hmm. Yes, you find modest clothing. I'm not saying it's the fast brand that has sold modest clothing, but I found the same exact things everyone else had and I didn't, mm-hmm. it didn't exactly suit my style. So I wanted to make my own things. And with me doing the blog, you have to link where you get the stuff from, like the clothes you're wearing, accessories, shoes, all that. Mm -hmm. So I would get requests from people asking me, like, where's this dress from? Where's this thing from? And when I didn't have a link, because obviously I did the job of like thrifting, I'm going to Isli to like make them myself. I was like, you know what? I feel like there's a need here. And I got into the business right after I graduated uni because, um, this is Kenya. I don't want to get into the whole unemployment thing, but there's no, there are no job opportunities that are just coming at you right out of school. So I um, decided to start the clothing brand. Yeah. So that's the story of that. Mm-hmm. It came out of a need in a market that was there thanks to my blogging. And for the studio, it's kind of the same thing. It was also born out of a need because I was going to photography studios, but I didn't like what they were doing. Not that they weren't good at their jobs, but I just didn't prefer the plain backgrounds with the same artificial lighting. 
just wasn't my thing and I didn't want to use that on my pages like because visually your page has to be appealing I wasn't going for that look so I decided that I'm going to start a studio that has natural light that has different props just to when you're in the studio to make it seem like you're just out taking pictures it could be anywhere you can't exactly feel like at oh this person went to a studio Mm. when you take pictures at our studio yeah because I followed your business page for quite a couple of years now I noticed you used to shoot at malls also and yeah. if, if there's something I've come to realize about Nairobi and taking photos is that's very restricted like most places you go will be like okay don't take a photo here because I think it comes from the whole security thing and whatnot yeah. but then I, I understand where that need came from it's so, funny that you mentioned that because I used to go to two rivers a lot. You would mm-hmm. think it's a lot of different places, but mostly it's like if I can't shoot within the estate or like compound or a friend's house or whatever, I would go to two rivers. Mm-hmm. And the only reason we could shoot there is because I was, so I was working with someone who had a studio there, who worked at a studio there. So they had the permits because there was a studio. But that guy mm-hmm. left and I was just like, it's too much work. At the time I lived in South B, so commuting from there all the way to two rivers it, it was it's a, such lot a of long work. distance yeah yeah it's a long distance so at least now we have a bit of a background into your businesses now clearly as your businesses grow there's growing pains as all businesses are what are some of your fears with business growth do you have any i wouldn't call them fears i don't want to divert from what you've just asked but i think the fear for me is at the beginning of everything like will people like what i have to offer is this going to be good enough but as you move along i think it's like just having a vision and what you have isn't fear it's kind of self doubt of okay i want this to work this way is this going to pan out the way i think i need it to work and a lot of the times most things don't go to plan you, you want to get something done by this time it might not happen and that is stressful especially if you're the person who's like behind the vision and the strategy for the business but mm. i wouldn't say fear but i'd say there's doubt there's, and then there's that anxiety that comes with everything that you're trying to do like looking into the future you're like where will this be in the next couple of months let's say december for example last mm-hmm. year was mm-hmm. a good month for i'm sure a lot of people because it's holiday season people are shopping people are just festive yeah but then there's January moving into it. There's a whole January thing. People mm-hmm. are not spending money because there's that perception of there's no money to spend. We spent all of it in December. Yeah. And actually the, the so, thing is with January, sorry to yeah. cut you short, by the way. Um, with January, I remember you did this um, Q&A of, okay, there's the whole January thing. How do you ensure that your business keeps getting clients? And I loved that particular one because the thing is, so in December, there's a lot going on. But then in January, there's a slowdown. And I, I noticed you had given all these options of you can you find a way to open a niche or give people discounts and stuff like that. And I was like, this is so amazing. This is such good information. And I think that's what keeps me coming back to your page because every time I go there, I'm like, okay, there's something new. And I find that very helpful because the thing, the thing especially with people who are providing um, content like uh, if you're a content creator 
one of the things that I've seen is being recommended the most is, is you have to give value. Because if yeah. you're not giving value, what are people coming to you for? It can be your personality, really, honestly. Let's be honest. Our personality yeah. is never enough. What value are you giving to people? And I absolutely like that. So I'm sorry for diverting from the conversation, but I had to put that in. I love that and I love your content. So thank you very much for doing that. That's, that's quite helpful. Thank yeah. you so much. That means a lot. It's nice when people see what you've been doing because sometimes, I mean, I get messages every day like, thank you, you're helping, this is inspiring. And that just really, it fulfills me. The main reason why I started doing that, giving tips to people, mm-hmm. is because I I was on my page for so long and I was doing the fashion content. You know, the no offense to anyone who's doing fashion or lifestyle, but it's a lot of vanity. It's just like showing my clothes and very material stuff. And it got to a point where I was like, this does not align with who I feel like I am becoming or I am right now because I was just mm. focusing on my businesses. I was like, this is what interests me and this is what I want to do. I needed something that fulfilled me. It wasn't enough to just come and post a selfie of myself with like some random caption that didn't even make I needed it to feel like a place where people could get value. That's why I got into giving tips and yeah. But the giving value part is very important. And I think this should go to any content creator or somebody who runs a public page. The thing is, I don't care what food you ate, but I, I might want to know what was the quality of the food. How much was it? Because there's a lot of restaurants sometimes don't have their menus up, especially the high-end ones. But then they're never that expensive, honestly. They're somewhat, if you plan ahead and if you want to do something special with someone, you can afford it. But I want to know the price, you know. So if you post, like, like, let's say, a photo of food, but then... I can't see anything else. That's it. And you're uh, yeah. like, let's say a foodie page. That makes no sense to me. I'm like, yeah. okay, this, I'm not coming back here for what? I, I'm getting hungry now. <laughs> yeah. You could, <sighs> you, you could be talking about anything, whether that's fashion, whether that's travel or food. But if you're not giving people value in terms of like the things you've just said, pricing, how much mm-hmm. does it cost? How can I get access to this? What's the mm. best like thing on the menu? Um, uh, what didn't you like? What was the service like? If you're not telling people more than they need to know, like it's not enough to just be like, oh, I felt cute. Might delete later. Or it, I've used those captions and I'm, I used to be that, but I was just like, okay, I don't feel like this is doing anything for me. So I can't mm. imagine how the people who are receiving this content feel like, I felt like mm. I was empty. Like I was just pushing out content that wasn't enough for me. Yeah. Like we've discussed before, there's a lot of uncertainty that comes with starting something new. But then what are some of the ways you found of implementing your ideas? You're like, okay, now I have this idea, but how do I bring it to fruition? How do I actualize this idea? What are some of the things that you've picked up along the way? I think I did some a post that was similar to this. The mm-hmm. question that I get asked the most is, I want to start. I don't know how to start. Hell. Mm-hmm. So I figured for myself what I did was you have the idea right you want to do the clothing thing how are you Mm -hmm. going to do it you have to come up with a plan the three things that I would do is like plan do and then review that's it I picked this up from this productivity channel on YouTube I don't even remember but if it comes to me I'll text you maybe you can include it I got those three things if you want to do anything plan do review you have to make a plan And I know planning can seem like such a broad thing, but it's just a matter of breaking down 
to like the smallest tasks and then tackling them one by one. If you mm-hmm. have a whole blueprint written down for you on how you're going to do this business, trust me, it's going to be so much easier than just being like, oh, I want to do a business. I don't know how. If you write it down completely, that's going to take the burden off. And then the other thing is, so say you've written down, let's say I need to open an Instagram page, assuming you're going to sell it on Instagram. Mm-hmm. That doing bit comes in with like actually going on Instagram, creating a, a page and then starting to post content. And then reviewing is just like seeing how your page is doing, which is I think the hardest part about the business is that bit. Being in it and seeing how your business is doing and making like plans to grow it. I don't know if that answers your question. But those are actually, the three things I do. It's like plan, do, review, that's it. Actually, that makes sense because even for me when I was starting the podcast, I was like, okay, I had luckily for me I already had a bunch of ideas because they had been yeah. there for quite some time, yeah. So I just noted them all down. And then I was like, okay, I have to break this down into things that don't scare me as much. Things I don't see. I'm like, okay, what is this? Now yeah. I have to do all this research. No, So I just broke them down. I was like, okay, this is the platform I need to use. Okay. This is the kind of content I want to put out. Okay. So I was like, I'm going to go breaking them down. Kido, 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 go. And then now coming back to check. And then now every week, like you said, you review. I'm like, okay, this is the type of content people want to listen to. Let me put yeah. this out, see how it works. Let me put this out. Let me see how it works. And then I come back now to the drawing board. And I'm like, okay, this works, this doesn't work. This works, this doesn't work. So that completely makes sense to me. Yeah. And the thing about, like, let's say, starting um, a business page, here's the thing. And this is why maybe I approached you and you probably don't know this. This is not something mm-hmm. I haven't told you before. I had a business that I put on pause to now focus on school because it was taking so much out of me because I was doing it solely or sometimes with a little bit help from my sister. So with the whole COVID thing, us moving back home, I was like, okay, we can't do this anymore. So I had to put that on hold and then I got into KSL. I was like, okay, let me wait. Because the thing is, I don't want to do substandard work. I don't be that kind of person. Because as much as the money is good, okay, so I'm getting money. But then I don't want somebody to be like, oh, you know, her service is terrible. And the yeah. thing is, I get clients can be like that, by the way. Somebody could be so mad at you about the tiniest thing because they are having a bad day. For me, knowing I'm not delivering or I'm like late, I'm like, I, I don't want to give excuses. That's one thing. I'm like, I, yeah. nobody cares that you had a bad day. You exactly. as a as a as a person as a business selling, person, they nobody only cares. care about your their product. Yeah, it's buying. actually something yeah. I I discourage against. Like they don't need to know you are having a bad day. Just do your job. Um, when I started the page, it was around the same time when you're doing a giveaway. I don't know if it was for 10k or 20k. I'm not sure. But you were like, okay, I want like a bunch of businesses to come together and we like do this giveaway thing where you have to follow every every page and whatnot and i remember oh, yeah. i am telling you that day like as in that that week i grew from a hundred people to almost a thousand people and oh. the funny thing is i was so unable to grow it after that mm-hmm. but i got that drift i was like okay so give away his work then i stopped before i could do another one over again but i was like and that's the thing you might have been I might have been doing it to now like push your business, but then yeah. it helped me so much. The extent that I was like, I'm always going to find a way to say thank you to Amina at some point. <laughs> That's actually, was, I didn't know this. 
I know. Maybe that's the thing. You, you you might have not even known the people behind the businesses, but you knew the businesses because you were even like yeah. uh, betting the credibility of the businesses before you like bring them on board. But that's the thing. You might not have known who the person behind the business was, but that really helped. Yeah. So thank you. You're so, so that's one of the things maybe so you're like okay so you've started the page how do you grow the page you're like okay giveaways grow the pages as in and then i've seen a lot more of engagement like they want to know okay what do you like what don't you like and maybe presentability knowing that you want to package things where do you get the packaging you know you you just break down those things and you go taking them off slowly Sometimes the the whole feeling of I need this to be perfect from the start it holds yeah. us back a lot. You really can does. you can simply start with putting them in like brown papers. You like package your stuff in brown papers, and then when you're like capital grows kidogo, you go back to the drawing board, and now you are like okay now let me find somebody who can get me proper packaging. You get proper packaging. Yeah. Just that way, you you find maybe after like let's say even two years, you can come back and now revamp the page, maybe even change the name. You want to change the name? Do it in a credible way, not because you you have sold something and it it's backfired or you stolen people's money. Because that 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 gives online businesses a really bad name, by the way. I know. Yeah. Now going back to what I said about me putting the business on hold to focus yeah. on other things. There's the whole thing about timing where you're like, okay, you know, I'm not sure. Is this the right time to start this business? Is it the right time to now bring this idea to life? And I think with time, it could make your idea even grow bigger or it could stop you from ever doing whatever it is you are doing. What do you think about that, Amina? Timing in regards to starting a business is very important. I think timing in regards to anything in life is super important. Let's take, for example the two businesses that I'm in. Mm-hmm. If I did the studio, let's say five years ago, when social media was kind of, it was starting out, but a lot of people are on Facebook, not so much on Instagram. And and Instagram is like the picture platform, you know, that's the social media platform where people use visuals, pictures, videos, whatever. So if I started mm-hmm. this business five, six years ago, I don't think it would have been as lucrative because nobody was looking to like, oh, I need to go to a studio to create my content because we didn't have the whole content creation on that level. We didn't have influencers on that level. There were people, but it wasn't as many. Nowadays, everyone is trying to make it as an influencer, a photographer, a YouTuber. So for this business, I feel like it was the right time for me to start this and to do it in this way where people actually cared about how their backdrops look like, how they want to present themselves on social media. And we also rent out the space. So we have YouTubers who come, they do their videos in the space. We have other photographers who rent out the space and then they come and do their content there. I don't think that would have been a market that existed had I done this like a couple of years back. Same thing with the modest clothing. A lot of us were all about abayas like 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. The fashion industry, modern fashion industry like 10 years ago was basically non-existent. And if it did, it wasn't here. Like it existed maybe abroad. So that's the thing about timing. It, if you start something at the right time, then it could be marketable. But w- on the other hand, the what I think you're asking about, the timing of I'm doing this thing on one hand, maybe I'm in school. And there's a business on this other side and I don't feel like I can do it. 
I think mm. it gets to a point where if you put enough effort in both things, you start to see which one you can forego. Like in my mm. instant, I had a job. In 17, 2018, I was working. But, and I was also doing the business on the side. Granted, I had my sister who was helping me. But in my head, I knew that my business wasn't something that I wanted to let go of. Like I was looking into the future of it. And I was like, this thing could grow and become something really big. And I don't think a job is something that I want to stop me from that. So I had to find a way to delegate this to someone and also do it myself at the same time. I don't think it's a matter of time. I think it's just you have to see what you're willing to let go of and what you think is important for you to carry on. Does that so make sense? That makes sense because you see for me the main thing is my degree and uh, finishing school. To reach a point where I was like okay, this this for me has to go because this is what I want to now in the long run be my business because at the end of the day even having like a law firm is a business. So yeah. this this is what I want at the end of the day. And this other business that I have right now, yes it gives me enough money to like do extra stuff and maybe create capital for something else. But then if this fails, I have nothing. Now that is to me. You see, those yeah. are two different people talking from two different perspectives. Exactly. And also the other thing is even when it came to the podcasting i believe that sometimes things happen in their own time in 2018 like late 2018 early 2019 i got the idea in late 2019 and then in like january that's the thing about me sometimes i don't wait until the year crosses i'm like okay now i get an idea towards the end of the year and i'm like we're going to start this we're not going to start this, this next year we're going to start it sahi <laughs> december before i before january reaches and i'm like thinking of something else Yeah. So I was like okay let me start a blog centered around business entrepreneurship and giving information to the youth on like business entrepreneurship and stuff like that. But then now fast forward to 2020 towards the end I got the same you know it's like that thing that never leaves you it's just somewhere at the back of your mind because I had started my business in 2018 and I realized there's so much I don't know and there's still so much I don't know honestly yeah. that's one of the reasons I was like I need something that will challenge me to learn so because like let's say this week before I sit down and now talk to you I have to do research on who you are how you've come to be who you are you know because you know yeah. I call you can collect these things because you've done previous interviews and what not and now just get a feel of you through that I do pick some stuff up so that means I end up at the end of every week learning something new which for me is mind blowing I love that so yeah. now the thing with a blog I didn't like blogging it wasn't something that came naturally to me but then with the time and the space and for me to now collect resources and even know people and know who to approach and what not and for my vision to grow it had to take like 2 years and that's the thing i have to insist on sometimes mm-hmm. time gives you the ability to grow clarity. your vision and the clarity of your vision mm-hmm. so that when now it came to me deciding to start the podcast a lot of people are asking me wow as in this is a talent you've been sitting on and I'm like the thing is nobody will ever tell you that it took me two years to get here and two years worth of holding information and knowledge and what not and ideas so that when the time came and it just came out of me so it doesn't take me time to even go through this the only thing that takes me time is now learning how to edit and what not but if it's the content I know okay I am going to approach Amina to know about 
how to implement business ideas because it's something she's talked about it's something that she you know there is something that comes naturally to her she's already giving us all this information so i know if i approach amina it's not something she'll be holding because that's the other thing people like to hold information which i think is really sad true. so true that's one of the things i wanted to like insist on now yeah you are somebody who's on social media a lot so there's probably yep. a perception of you that people have like this is something we even discussed even before we we started the episode because yeah. it was like i think the reason why you're nervous because you're telling me i think the reason why you're nervous is because you have a perception of me and i was like yeah that actually is it and that's the whole thing with social media it's people's perceptions of other people and yeah. what people portray of them and yeah. we've had this conversations around the business circle of how people are glamorizing entrepreneurship and as in everybody's like oh i want to be an entrepreneur but nobody wants to put in the work or nobody knows even how to put in the work of yeah. they, they're like okay this person is here they don't care how that person got there they're just like okay this is what i want to be <laughs> and it puts so much pressure on people to be something that takes people like 10 years a lot of it has to do with the fact that people like me i'm online i'm on social media i have businesses I think what everyone is seeing right now is whatever I put out so we have a lot to do with it like the people who are creating this content. So I'll put out that um oh the page grew this I'm just celebrating milestones. I'm not telling people how long it took me. Some things might have come easier to me like let's say the studio page might have grown a lot easier than Modan the clothing mm-hmm. brand. and those are things that might seem like oh my gosh she's so good at this she's it's just she's just every other week it's like she's grown by this much she has done this she was featured here it just seems easier for people to assume that it's all glamorous because that's what we are posting like the people who are doing this businesses i'm not coming every other day and talking about how our oh, deliveries were not made or my fabric didn't arrive on time or some client wasn't happy with my work i'm not talking about these things and i think we need to create a balance where we tell people like this is the work that goes into doing a business but also you don't want to be the person who's talking about how hard business is when you're trying to inspire people to get mm-hmm. into business and to see that it, the, if i did it then you can do it pia mm-hmm. yeah and i think i think so i think you that's the main thing the the balance is really important i get what you're meaning because you're trying to inspire people but at the same time then you're not trying to tell them okay it's completely smooth sailing over here yeah and there are a lot of let's say since i'm getting into the whole space where i want to teach people i don't want to call myself a coach but i'm looking at other people who are doing coaching for people on social media like how to grow your business so a lot of the content that i see on their pages is how successful they've become and, and i know for them it's testimonials and tra- they're trying to get other businesses to come on board or like new clients but that makes it seem like entrepreneurship is just money 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 good life luxury it doesn't really show people like oh this is where i started this is what happens behind the scenes sometimes i'm having a hard week and you can't even put all that into a post one post where it's not even a video i don't do a lot of videos cuz it's not where i'm most comfortable but i can't put into one post how hard maybe my week has been but if i'm doing something like youtube it's easy for me to sit down and go through everything that went wrong or everything that i had 
have had to uh, overcome or maybe even in a podcast like this like people can hear this other side of things i think that's it that's why instagram everything on instagram is glamorized not just entrepreneurship so it's so hard to strike a balance like you said between being vulnerable enough to let people know that this is hard without seeming like this is not for you so i like the way you've insisted on the fact that the modern the studio grew a lot faster than modern the modesty page mostly because i think it built on the other page's strength and your strength as well so it would seem like oh this has grown really quickly but they don't see the way the fast one took a long time to build the reason why what you said about the two pages might have contributed to the studio page growing i i know my personal page like on amina abdul my personal brand it has a lot to do with both pages growing in one way or another because people might stumble upon my page they're coming to look at this other things that i'm posting and then they see like on my bio i have the businesses and they'll go see them and whatever that i agree but modern i don't think has contributed to modern studio mm-hmm. doing well because they're two different demographics on mm-hmm. one end it's like women and mostly muslim women because that's who we are focused on like as a brand and then this other one and the thing about that is the population in muslims in this country is what less than 15% last time i checked it was like 11% in kenya compared to a studio page that is targeting the whole country everyone mm-hmm. is allowed everyone can come and buy people don't feel like they're restricted because it's not just modest clothing mm-hmm. it's a service it's photography and mm. the difference is a person who goes to modern the clothing brand would look at it and be like um this is not for me this is for the modest woman and i am not interested in this but on the other hand we have men we have women we have children we have teenagers we have muslims non muslims anyone who wants photography can come to that page so the, mm-hmm. it was easier for us following to grow because we were targeting a much larger like market that mm-hmm. we are for modest clothing i get that <laughs> um but then I, i i i do assume on both ends is taking you a lot of patience definitely you need patience in anything and i think the one thing that business teaches you is patience it humbles you and then it teaches you patience because like you set goals for yourself and you have this expectations for your business like when you start even as you're going along but then if things don't happen for you just start feeling like okay maybe this is not for me maybe this is not going to even work out but you have to keep reminding yourself that everything takes time everything good takes time um there's this thing about putting in your 10,000 hours before you get good at anything that should be like the rule of thumb people should just stick to that before they can complain about anything have you hey. read that book outliers Have you hey. read that book Outliers? I by Malcolm Gladwell. Gladwell. Yes. Yeah. Slightly. I know I finished the book. <laughs> I I I think I got distracted. It has this thing about the 10,000 hours before you become a master in anything. You have to put in 10,000 hours of work. Mm-hmm. And I think if we all had that at the back of our mind, we would be a lot more patient with our progress. Sure. Yeah. I think that's about it for this episode. Thank you very much for joining Amina. Thank you for be, having me. I would be happy to host you again. 
ان شاء الله I'd be happy to be back ان شاء الله you're welcome have a lovely day too